just invisible there Cause we're living at the mercy of the pain and the fear Until we dead it, forget it, let it all disappear yeah. Waiting for the end to come Wishing I had strength to stand This is not what I had planned It's out of my control You're listening to 2, 5, and 10 Your source for bullshit-free NHL news, analysis, and insights Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 2, 5, and 10. This is the uh, Life is Hell episode. It's getting a little tough over there. Uh, We are just coming after Game 4 of the Rangers and Penguins, a 7-2 loss to the Rangers. I don't want to say Benny what up. Uh, Benny, what's on your mind? How you feeling? Uh, How's it look in the room? Uh, 14 goals in two games. Not fucking good. Uh, Is Is there a leak? Uh, so I was worried about this after game three mid, I think it was late December, early January. Um, Igor had a rough patch where he had one really bad game and then he got put right back out there like normal. It wasn't anything crazy to put him back out there for the next game. It was on a road trip. It was like a five game road trip. And the next game was against Dallas, I believe. And they gave up four goals in the first and got pulled again. And then in the next game, he gave up three goals in the first and then kind of settled down. And then the rest of the year was back to his normal self. When he gave up the six goals in game three, and then he gave up that first goal tonight, even though it was 1-1, I said out loud to myself, like, oh, fuck, it's Dallas Igor. And you can just tell, like, shots, even when he was making saves, giving up rebounds he normally doesn't give up, out of position, like, a couple of those goals. I know that backdoor goal uh, by Gensel had no chance on, but the Friedman goal, like, I know it was deflected, which I'll get into there, the amount of deflections Pittsburgh has the opportunity to have in the slot. Um, A couple goals are just... Listen, he's human. He faced 80-something shots in game one in a triple overtime. He faced 50-something shots in game two. He could just be worn out after a long season for him carrying this team for the most part. That might be I, the case. I, I was going to say, do you think that game one is definitely – I mean, A, when you get into those games where you're in triple overtime, yeah. anytime there's a shot, you're going, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. like no matter which I way stress. it is. Yeah, but but the other part of it is, I mean, eighty something saves. That that is something that an NHL goalie could face in like two and a half games. Yep. And to basically play two games in one, face that much amount of rubber. Do you think that just kind of tired him completely? Because I mean, Domingue came in in that second overtime. He didn't play yeah. the whole thing, so it is a sense of relatively freshness. I mean, he definitely hasn't had as much time in. Yeah, and I mean. I hate the Ranger fans that blame the referees in this series. Oh, they have it for Pittsburgh. Oh, it's Crosby. It's ridiculous. It should have never went to fucking overtime in game one. That was a good goal by Kaka, uh, by Heedle. 
It should have never went to overtime. We should have never had played six periods in one night. Igor should have never had to face 80 shots in game one. That that non-call altered the rest of it. Even if the Rangers come back and win the series, they were, now it's going to be a seven-game series. Meanwhile, they could have been up two games and none coming to Pittsburgh. So that non-call changed the complexion of this entire series. And also in game one, you lose Lindgren and Goodrow. So game one really just put a dent in the Rangers' chances here. Uh, but getting back to Igor, he could be worn out. He could be in his head a little bit. He seems like the type of goaltender that when he's in a funk, he really brings carries it with him. Um, which, again, is a testament to how for, taken for granted Lundqvist was here in New York. He would have a bad game, no carryover. Igor, there's a little bit of carryover here. Um, like I said, 14 goals in two games. We had that nice comeback in the second period in game three to come back from 4-1 down to tie to 4 Kind of the MO of this team all year is mentally tough, battle back, figure out a way. That gave me the confidence for tonight. I texted you after the game over the weekend. I was like, we're not losing another game this series. Because I, based on the way they played all year, I was like, there's no way Igor has a bad game in game four. And even if he's not on top of it, this team just knows. Like, we should have won game one. We won game two. We came back and almost won game three on a road. But there was literally no momentum carryover. And the Rangers have to do something about their box out in a slot. They're getting fucking run over by the forwards of the Penguins. Losing the draw, which I think tonight they lost 80% of the faceoffs. Lose a draw... All of forwards just crash the slot and nobody ties up their six. It doesn't matter if it's Nemeth, that piece of shit, or Truba or Miller or Fox. Nobody ties them up. Then you see Miller tonight. Listen, first real playoff experience. He's 21, 22 years old, playing basically 25 minutes a night, 20, 25 minutes a night here because of a yeah. lingering injury. He's out there a lot. He's yeah. just floating on that Malkin goal. Not looking, not paying attention, and that's, I mean, Nemeth's been doing it, Schneider's been doing it. that third pair's been brutal. Kudos to Justin Braun, I know we go way back with him to our Worcester days, getting thrust into first pair minutes with Adam Fox. He hasn't played bad, but he hasn't played great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a seventh defenseman at this point, so kind of a tough spot to be put in. Fox hasn't done shit in this series and he's kind of getting chewed up on a four check which again he's a smaller guy it's going to happen sometimes but there's just no team defensive structure and i hate i'll get into the espn stuff in a minute here but i hate the cliche the natural fallback is going to be from people who barely watched the rangers this year and only read news articles, the fallback is going to be, well, they counted on Igor all year, and now it's biting them. That's not what's going on. Even, now, if, even if they're playing poorly, uh, playing better defensively, those goals were 
a couple of those goals were still going in. So instead of losing 7-2, we could lose 5-2. Like, it's just everything's going wrong for the Rangers right now. I, I'm going to borrow a line for all the negative, and we'll get into more stuff. I know I want your opinion as an outsider watching these four games so far. I'm going to borrow a line from Boston Sports Lore here. Oh, boy, that should be good. Don't let us win game five. Don't let us win game five. This is going to shock, shock the world. We win game five at home. Then we go to Pittsburgh. We're, we'll win game six. And then we're back at the Garden for game seven. With Tristan Jari might be back for game seven, but Lindgren's going to be back. Tyler Mott's going to be back on that fourth line. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Barclay Goodrow makes an appearance in Game 7. Don't let us win Game 5. That's all I got to say. But I toss it over to you. I try and keep a level head here outside of the fan emotion. It's just a veteran team, a veteran Stanley Cup winning coach, just picking apart our weaknesses one by one. Well, I wonder on my own end, because on... Today's Monday. You guys last played, what, Saturday afternoon, correct? Or was it Saturday night? Uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay, so at one point during the second period, I, I forgot who scored, but you guys were having very good, like, you were just kind of getting getting able to break out of your zone, I don't want to say rather easily, but, but quickly, yeah. turning up ice, and you guys were able to basically split their D every time. Like, just go right through the middle of the ice and split their D. And they had nothing for it. And it, it yeah. seems like now you, you guys are having trouble coming through that neutral zone, which is kind of bottling you up a little bit. It's just like, where do you go from here? I know Artemi Panarin is probably the best person I've seen at restarting a regroup when he gets the puck on the wing, doesn't like the way it looks, and just yeah. spin around and hum it out again and get a better look. But it's like it, you think that you guys need a little bit more speed coming through because coming right through the middle of their D was working so clean for you, and you haven't had uh, outside of that second period on Saturday. It seemed like it went away, but it was legitimately right up the gut. You could fly it. I'm like, go, just go. Yeah. You're there now. <laughs> I will say, if you tonight, <clears throat> late in game three and all of game four tonight, the Penguins wingers. It's the 95 Devils, if you watch it. And again, I'm not complaining about the referees. Like, it's part of the game. You have to fight through it. Like, they're not going to call that shit in the playoffs. So you just got to find a way. Sticks in the midsection, pulling the back. Like, Brian Rust had two handfuls of the back of Andrew Kopp's jersey at center ice as Kopp is trying to skate through the neutral zone. No call. Hey, you got to keep them close, man. So, <laughs> I mean, and the kid line for Rangers has been the best line for all series. Uh, Agreed. Lafreniere, Lafreniere has played very well. Taco's played well, too. So, I mean, again, this is all. I know Panarin has playoff experience. Kreider, Truba, like the vet, core veterans have experience. It would be highly disappointing to lose this series because 
Igor is not going to have this type of year next year. I mean, he had, in terms of save percentage, the sixth best season ever. <laughs> like, you can't expect this type of season every year. But the team around him is going to get better. And this is even if they lose this series, as bitter as they'll be, it'll be a good learning experience. You you lost to a veteran. I'm not saying they will, but like in the event they lose the series, you're going to look and say, we lost to a veteran team that knew how to beat us, knew how to play in the playoffs. You're going to be better off for it. Even if you come back and win this series, you're better off for it, for the the push that Pittsburgh has given you. Um, but yeah, Fox has to be better. I'm Obviously, it if Igor play continues to play this way, it doesn't matter what happens. But the fact that Louis Domingue started the last three games and we've lost all three games is unfucking excusable. I mean, like, Louis Domingue was in Portland when we were in Worcester. But, I mean, hey, if you listen to ESPN, holy fuck, this guy's his second coming. He's so calm under pressure and spicy pork. Oh, my God. Let's ask Sidney Crosby. Do you want everybody to eat spicy pork every meal now? Ha <laughs> ha. We fucking get it. All right? Like, In fairness to, to Louie, I will say I don't think anyone expected the spicy pork comment. That was just one of the <laughs> best. Uh, spicy pork, not too good. <laughs> just like, like a fucking not, ride. This isn't, this isn't anything against Louis Domingue. I mean, ESPN has been brutal with this series so far. Lafreniere, John Butchergross, the hockey guy, pronouncing Lafreniere, Lafreniere, getting that wrong. Uh the ESPN crew pronouncing Patrice Bergeron Bergevin. Like, holy fuck. Like, it's not a, it's not been a good look. I'll say that. Um, but for game five, I mean, we're back to the garden. I expect Lindgren to play. He was a game time decision tonight. Um, there's an outside chance that Tyler Ma comes back. Um, either way, Reeves has to hit the bench. Like, fourth line, whether it's Mott, if he can play, or Dryden Hunt comes back into the lineup. Reeves has to be on the bench. You need a fourth line with speed that can forecheck, and Reeves does not have either of those two things. He was um, very noticeable tonight, and yeah. not in a good way. If you get Lindgren back, I think this goes to show just how important. Listen, Lindgren doesn't get a lot of points, but he knows how to get the puck out of the zone to the head man. Like he f- helps facilitate a lot of the plan breakouts to the Rangers, and you see how noticeable that it is when you're forced to have three of your six defensemen be Justin Braun, Patrick Nemeth, and Braden Schneider. So hopefully we get Lingren back. That slides Braun to the third pair with Schneider. Please, dear God, I never want to see Patrick Nemeth again. Um, he had a fucking awful night tonight. Yeah. Mika Sabanajad, like, paging Mika. Where, where the fuck are you, kid? So... The hair's there. If I'm Gallant, I don't panic. I know he's changed up the lines late in game four to see if something would stick. I roll the same exact lines. Kid line is your third line. Bring in Hunter Mott to replace Reeves on the fourth line, but your top six stays the same. Lingren comes back. You just slide Braun down and bench Nemeth, and you go right back to Igor and gold. You're going to lose with the boys that brought you to the dance. Like I'm not fucking around with anything else. I'm not switching anything else. I'm not giving an air of panic to this team. It's the same thing, same routine, same style. Let's fucking go. Let's play our game here. That would be my message. 
All right. Game on. Wednesday night, we got a big one at MSG. Yeah. If we lose in five, man, like losing a series would be disappointing, but losing in five would be. They're, they're out Raquel. They're out Dumoulin. They're out the top two goaltenders. Like, you can't lose the series in five, man. That's fucking embarrassing. Um, anyway, enough about the Rangers game four. You guys had your game four yesterday. Big win at TD Garden. Uh, I text you this. Your big boys are earning their money the last two games. Series tied 2-2. What do you think about the first few games so far? The momentum you guys have? And on the road, Carolina, game five. Are you pulling it out? Or are you going down three two? Dude, the deal? I, I I don't know. I, I I believe that we have all the momentum currently in our favor. I, I think we kind of have Carolina in our, on their heels, especially with their goaltending right now. Um, uh, what was it? So it was game four where Brindamore went back to Ranta. I don't know if that yep. was the right move. I, I probably would have stuck with the Russian kid. Uh, Koch, I, I can't even say his name. It's just the, the way it looked. Um, but but I thought he was playing good. I didn't really think Friday night loss, the game three loss, was on him. Uh, I I just thought we finally started putting it together. Uh, as for tomorrow night, I just think that Caroline has been a house of horrors for us. And to me, it's like I don't feel comfortable going in there. I do. I I will say this now. No matter what happens, I do believe that we're winning game six. So whether we win game five, we'll win game six, or we lose game five, we'll win game six, and it'll go to seven. That's just the way I feel. I feel like we've been playing very well at home. We're very, like, we haven't been ahead in any of the games. And it was, like, nice to be able to come back Friday and yesterday against the team that has had our number to be like, okay, we can get ahead of them. We can play our game a little bit. Now, as for the first two games, I mean, we, we didn't have it. We were the hunted instead of the hunters. We were behind every puck. We were slow. And, and I mean, Carolina gave it to us. There, there's yeah. no other way to put it. I mean, you're, we're not making excuses. They, they put pucks behind us. They made it hard for our D. They finished every check. They brought it. And, you know, kudos to them. And, and I feel like game three, we finally, I, I was nervous, I'm not going to lie, when we put back. Bergeron, Martian, and Pasternak, because I just thought it seemed extremely desperate to me. And the other part of it was I didn't think we had any secondary anything going at all. Uh, it's it's gotten us going a little bit. Uh, Bergeron, Pasta, and Berge are, I mean, they're there. They've, they've showed up. I mean, Marshan five points yesterday. So I, I do think that for them to start going... I think Caroline is worried a little bit because before it wasn't happening. Now, going forward as to what our strong points were, I mean, the goaltending change, I mean, I didn't think any of those games were on Linus that we lost. I thought the D kind of hung him out to dry. Game um, two wasn't strong, though. No, I mean, he, he had some big saves in game two, though, even at the end there, just keeping us in it. So it was like, uh, all right, like I understand the goaltending change, but but I'm not putting it on Linus and saying that, you know, now that Swayman's in, that's the reason why. That's not it. Um, maybe it was a wake up call to the guys. Uh, possibly they've played a lot better. Uh, 
that Lindholm hit in game two. Um, Brandon Carlo has been by far our worst defenseman. And it's not even close. You're not saying something because in game four, you guys had to play Mike Riley and Josh Brown. <laughs> yeah, uh, but dude, it's like Riley came in game three, had a great game three on Friday night. Uh, clean breakout pr- passes. If he had the ice, he took it. Nothing crazy, nothing overthought. I thought Riley had a great game Friday night. And this is the Riley that we got last year at the deadline that I was like, wow, this guy's a good player. And then, you know, all this year, he's been either a 6D or a scratch. And he's coming in and he's playing like the guy we had had obtained last year. And I'm like, this is the Riley I liked. This was the Riley last year that was getting into plays and making everything like nice pinches, smooth transition. So if that Riley can keep showing up, I'm okay with him in the lineup. Um, Lindholm is skating. They have not cleared him as of yet. They said tomorrow he could be in the lineup. No guarantee. Dude, that would be a very quick turnaround. That would be a very quick turnaround. Um, Charlie McAvoy, as of right now, earliest he could play is game six, but that is if he passes the protocol of testing negative and then also not having a fever for 24 hours and all that. So that's still a TBD. We don't know as to so can I ask, all that. Is it confirmed that he's symptomatic? No, it, it was just COVID protocol. Okay. D- don't know where it stood. There don't know be, positive. Don't know. Don't know any of it. There should be absolutely no way a player. I mean, you don't want to play favorites here, but like a Charlie McAvoy misses multiple playoff games because he tests positive, but is asymptomatic. Like it needs to be like baseball and football. There's no fucking way a series should be dictated because a guy tested positive even even though he's completely fine. And like that's ridiculous. And if that's the case, and like th- this has always been the problem though with the NHL, where I mean we we talk about department of player safety all the time, where the consistency. If this is Connor McDavid, is this the same thing? If I'm this sure is would, Sydney, something would happen. Yeah, it's just like I just want it to be consistent. That's all. Um, as for Carolina's side, I mean. Vinny Trocek in games three and four. I mean, A, what a player Vinny Trocek is. He's been a very good player for them. Um, Bad game three and four for him. Putting pucks into the stands, delay game penalties. Just not his usual self. Um, Our power play got going. I mean, there's not many times where two games in a row you get five on threes. That's, That's big. So, hoping tomorrow night we can actually have a good game in Carolina. So I I picked you guys in seven because of the goalie situation from our preview episode. I just I can't stand Carolina. I fucking can't stand the guys in their team. I used to root for them because they were young, up and coming. I hate Shretchnikov. I hate Aho. I hate Kokiniemi. I just fucking can't stand him. That Aho, he, he's a slimy little shit too. I like I, I've seen him like you know after the whistles going in to start something and like maybe that's another reason why I just have not liked Brandon Carlo. Like Brandon Carlo gives Lindholm that suicide pass. Yep. Where mind you, a forward needs to fucking pinch on Shvashnikov there, but that's besides yeah, the slow point. Yeah, slowing down a little bit. 
but Carlo gives him a suicide pass just so he doesn't get hit. And then on top of it, goes running at Shveshnikov with his gloves on, does nothing. And listen, I understand you may not be a fighter or this or that. You're telling me you can't fucking grab a guy? You can't even grab him? You go at him with your, like, fuck off. Like, that's bullshit to me. So I I am just not happy with him, how soft he's been, and how bad he's been. It's noticeable as to how bad he's been. And it's a departure from, like, the Bruins' reputation, right? Where I know the Rangers are where they are now because of that whole Panera and Tom Wilson thing. But if somebody hit, I know McAvoy's your number one, so, like, Fox would be his comparable here. Carlo is more like our Keandre Miller on a depth chart. If somebody did that to Keandre Miller, Jacob Truba's on the ice. You think Truba's just standing there? I mean, if it, if you in prison, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't get it. Um, I will say the reinsertion of Chris Wagner back into the lineup and taking Frederick out. I mean, wow. Like Wags has played incredible. I was about to say, I was, I was hoping you would have that opinion. Cause I saw him in game four over the weekend. I was like, Wagner's actually fucking flying out there. Like throwing his weight around, like playing, so good hockey. they made the switch game three, took Frederick out, put Wagner in, uh, had to shuffle the lines a little bit that, that 11, 12, 13 line. I don't know what happened. They were playing so good in the season and now fucking awful. Uh, well, Frederick they've all... bad fucking penalties. Oh no. But like, even in the season they were doing all right. And then they get to this, this part and you're like, wow, they're just completely all over the place. So just yeah. nothing. Uh, Wags comes in hard on the four check, finishing hits, PK just getting it done any way he can, and um, yeah, I I think that was a crucial addition there at, at the end of the season once the salary cap takes off to keep him up with us. I, I think that was uh, a very good part on whether that was Don Sweeney or Bruce Cassidy, whoever came up with it. I I think the kudos to them. I will jump in here and say. Florida Panthers goal scored by Carter Verhage gives him a 3-2 win, ties the series at two. That is crucial for Florida. Um, I, I thought Washington was going to have it, to be honest. Uh, the old-timers, like we've talked about, uh, have had it for me. TJ Oshie already three goals. Ovechkin, four assists. Like, uh, their old-timers may be old and may not have been the best. They're definitely bringing it. Uh, Florida struggling a little bit to find the back of the net. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if it's the Caps D has been that good or they're just that surprised with the goalie stopping it. Yeah. I I think I'm surprised they haven't made the switch yet though. Florida. And they're not going to make it now. They won a game. He only gave up only quote, gave up two goals. He's going to get the start in game five too. Yeah. they're, they're, They're split. I will say talking about old guys Crosby I think he has 10 points in four games right now oh and and I mean your text earlier like you said I I think Crosby's net front game has been uh just underestimated his whole career like like those in front but like he always finds a way to kind of sliver in there and get to the loose pucks and the rebounds it just forever he's always been like that so um is there any Anywhere else you wanted to go for a league wide? I know Colorado's just fucking steamrolling Nashville. Up to I, I, none. 
I just can't get over Colorado's speed, man. They are just yeah. fucking flying. It's like wow. Like I, I, I don't know team wise, like like league wide, as to how you attempt to just kind of slow that down through the neutral zone. Like that's just like, please God, not me. Please God, not me. <laughs> like, like you know, you're the D. You're like, oh God, hopefully it's not me. Go, go to the other I side. I will say uh, congratulations uh, to Nazim Kadri not being suspended through the first three games of the first round for the first time in forever. Well, well he still has to get through two more periods here tonight, <laughs> and we'll uh, see um, what happens. I will say, so Toronto, Tampa Bay, uh, tied 2-2, same with St. Louis and Minnesota. Whoever, in both series, whoever wins game five is going to win the series in my mind. So Toronto at home, Minnesota at home. Uh, I'll call it now. I'll never root against you guys, but if the Rangers get knocked out here in the first round, I'm going. T- I'm Team Mini the rest of the way. I want Zook to get his cup. Th- that's fine. Uh, at least it's in the other conference. Yeah. I'm all right with that. <laughs> um, speaking of the other conference, because because I know you want to touch on it. Uh, currently at the end of one, or just about at the end of one, Calgary, Dallas, nothing, nothing. Um, two one series lead. Two one series lead in Dallas. Uh, games are a lot closer. I mean, I'm surprised with Calgary that the offense hasn't been there. Th- th- that's been my biggest surprise. As that's, to, it. that's the mo, man. <laughs> no, but uh, for me, it's like as to how deep that team is for everything, in, yeah. in the sense of you know first forward to the twelfth forward, as to what people contribute, how it goes down the line, up and down the line. For a Daryl Sutter team, it just seems like they're not able to find it. And, I mean, game one when Klingberg gets kicked out for uh, him and uh, – oh, my God, who's the defenseman on Calgary? I'm blanking. Anderson. Anderson. Him and Anderson having the fight. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I mean, they're completely under Klingberg's skin. Klingberg and Kachuk went at it in game three. It, it just seems to me like – Calgary is doing all the things that they have to do to get under there. They just can't find the back of the net. And hats off to Ottinger there. The Klingberg is completely off of his game. I'm just, oh, Nashville just tied it up. uh, 1-1 with a minute left in the first. Um, Yeah, I'm just hoping that Calgary can just get it together here and just be the team that they were and just wear them down. I mean, Calgary all throughout the year has always been that way. They have the top guys going. And then their bottom guys just kind of run you out of the building. And, and it's yeah. just been that way. And they just haven't been able to find the back of the net for the whole big red machine to keep going there. All right. Kachuk needs to stop being preoccupied with Klingberg. All three games, just chasing him around the entire rink. No, I agree. I agree with that. I, I do think that they got to get better there. Um, one other interesting series out west, L.A. and Edmonton. Uh, That's the most boring fucking – I know, like – it's just weird from game to game. It's just game to game. It's all right. Rock paper scissors shoot. Who who do you want to win tonight? Edmonton. Yeah, that that that's that's all it is. And uh, after game, I just want that series over. Like it's just both teams. <laughs> I just don't give a fuck about. I feel the same. It's like <laughs> uh, it's too late for me, anyways. But then it's like I'm not a big Edmonton fan. I thought L.A. was going to be in the shitter this year, and here they are. I try and watch the, every game, especially in the first round, because first round is always like bananas. I that series is the only series where I've never seen the second period. I, I haven't seen any of it. Uh, I've like, seen I've seen highlights of it. That's it. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, I, you boys tie 2-2. You have a chance to come back to Boston up 3-2 the end of the series. Um, hopefully, the next time we record, it's going to be after the first round. Hopefully, my boys figure this shit out. Like I said, don't let us win game five. Two out of three at home. Igor can't play it as bad forever. We're going to start getting lingering back. Uh, possibly Ma for game five, maybe game six. Um, we just need one. Get us one. Deming hasn't been all that great at all. Get us one, and we're we're going to get off and running here. Now, can I ask you a question, and it's not to no. rub salt on the wound or any of that. I mean, the, the way that it's kind of going, would you say that this is uh, – you said it earlier. It's just, you know, an experienced coach kind of giving it to you a little bit. Do you think, I mean, I don't want to say he's the best coach in the NHL, but I mean, Sully has been around the block a long, long time. And I mean, back-to-back cups, he was with Tortorella for all that time. I mean, this guy knows his shit, you know? And do you think it's just, this is the time of year just to, you know, butter his bread in essence? Yeah, I mean, even before the series, when I picked the Rangers in five, it's like, I hate picking an easy series against the Penguins. Like, the team they have, it was mainly just Crosby and Sullivan that makes me made it hard to pick a five-game series. But they're proven, proven their point. Like, Sullivan, he's not the best coach in the game, but he's out-coaching Gallant. And his team's executing better than our guys. Part of that is our team is, like, I think the youngest team in the playoffs. And the Penguins are the oldest team in the playoffs. Um, I mean, you have Jeff Carter, who's won multiple cups on your third line. Not even on your power play, top power play unit. So just a ton of experience there about knowing how to do the little things, what to get, how you can get away with it. Uh, that the Rangers just don't have yet. And then you have a coach like Sullivan on top of it. It's just they're very uh, much harder out than I thought, especially once uh, they lost to Smith in game one. All right. Now, going at it, Ben Stradamus looking at that magic eight ball. Tomorrow night, game five, Boston, Carolina, who you got? <clears throat> I got a 4-3 over, overtime win for the Bruins. All right. Uh, game five, Tampa Bay, Toronto, who you got? Toronto six one. Wow, going for the big boy. All right. Yeah. Uh St. Louis Mini, game five. I'm actually gonna go mini one nothing. I mean, in, in fairness, that's probably the best bet that's on the board right now. Just a <laughs> like a tight game with these two. That's been just they like have a to go to Bennington really, though, right? Probably. They they like, probably gotta make Huso that again. Yeah, they they probably gotta make that switch. Um yeah, I, I just think that all these games have been close. Like you said with the Tampa Bay-Toronto one, I mean, those games have been barn burners. Like, yeah. fucking one team wins one game, one team wins the next. Like, it's just like a, a ping-pong match, like, going on forever. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? It's been a good series. That's been the most fun one to watch, especially since it doesn't concern one of my teams, so I'm not, like, freaking the fuck out. Um, but, yeah, Tampa Bay-Toronto has kind of lived up to the billing. Yeah, uh, that's been a very good series. Well, I love the half-hour delay, though, too, because I can watch oh, yeah. the Bs and then switch over to that in the interim so I can still watch both series. That, that yeah, to me, has been incredible. 
you're not uh, doubling up on game time. You're switching back and forth between intermissions. That's probably the smartest thing the NHL has done. Yep. Well, except tonight when they had both the Rangers game and the Panthers game start at 7 for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why they did that for tonight. But every other night, it's been scattered. So, <laughs> um, The last big thing we wanted to get into in this mid-first-round series uh, episode, Barry Trotz fired... From the Islanders, Lou Lamorello, fucking OG gangster move. Uh, he said it had nothing to do with player feedback, but you waited a week to let the guy go. Um, he had a year left on his deal. Maybe he didn't want to commit to an extension, and you don't leave a, a guy who Lou might respect in that way as a lame duck coach. So he just decided to move on now. Um, it kind of throws off the whole coaching availability market. Uh, San Jose, I'm surprised, still hasn't made a move. I think San Jose needs to move on from Bugner. But for the time being, you have Philly. You have uh, the Islanders. The, the, Islanders. the Devils are staying with Ruff, too. They, they, fired, they, his, they, they, they fired his assistants. They fired Nazardine and Recchi, but they're keeping Ruff. Ah, that's a bad call, man. Um, you have Detroit not renewing... Blasel, Winnipeg, Boudreaux, Chicago, Chicago, Winnipeg, and then you have Boudreaux in Vancouver, who has the option. To I I find that to be one of the most bizarre things to actually come out in the media and say. When <laughs> uh, I I just couldn't believe when he came out and he was just like, yeah, well, you know, I don't know if that's my guy in the future because he was hired before me. Uh, he has his he has his year for next season, but I don't know if I'm going to renew him at the end of next year. And you're like, did you really just say that in the media, Jim Rutherford? <laughs> like, I, I know Jim Rutherford's getting a little bit older, and you're like, is this a senile old man going on right now? But you're like, he didn't just say that, did he? I like, think he no, doesn't no, want no, Boudreaux to pick it. up that option. I think that's him basically, like, because Boudreaux... But, but like, like, but he, he coached them so good. Who gives a fuck about age or any of the other shit? Like, yeah. he just coached your team that good. What the, why the fuck do you care? Because he wasn't your guy? Like, fuck off. <laughs> um, Rutherford is just old school, man. He's set in his ways. He wants his boy. So I, I know we were texting earlier about it. I wanted a little bit more time to kind of ruminate on the coaching carousel here. Oh, one other name. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. They have not committed on it 100% yet, but Vegas and Peter DeBoer, they are still 50-50 as to whether they're going to keep him or not. Uh, it's not him. You have a top-heavy roster, man, and the goaltending, Leonard was inconsistent than hurt. Like, Yeah, but that, that's the GM saying, I'm going to save my ass and fire the coach. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about McCrimmon getting the boot, but that hasn't happened yet either. So, I think they, I think they run it back, and then they start the year. They give it like the first fifteen games or so, and see how the team is playing. And if they're uneven, then I think DeBoer gets the boot. Right. Um, but I wanted more time to figure out the coaching carousel here. Obviously, uh, if more openings come up, like San Jose or Vegas. We'll have to revisit this. But I think Trotz goes to Winnipeg. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's a Manitoba boy. So I think he goes home to Winnipeg. I think 
the Red Wings hire Derek Lalonde. Okay. That Tampa Bay connection. I think Boudreaux goes to the Flyers. The connection there with Fletcher. Um, I'm not quite sure who Vancouver would go after. <laughs> yeah. If you let go of Boudreaux. <laughs> um, I think Quinn, Quinny goes to Chicago. Okay. And I think the Islanders hire Mike Babcock. Babcock. Lou Lamorello does not fuck around with first-year coaches. If you look at his firings, he, Pat Burns. I mean, Robinson was a long-time assistant before he got brought in. Um, things like that. This is a win-now team, despite everybody thinking they're super young. They're, this is like their window is like the next two years uh, before they have to retool, possibly. And you look at the coaching market. Who's out there that's like you? you're trying to win a cup with this guy in the next two years and you don't care what happens after that. Well, if that's the case and we're looking at it, I mean, I agree with you. I, I do see David Quinn in Chicago. I think that's a young team for him to try and turn around. Uh, you know what? I go with Lane Lambert in Vancouver. That's what I'll do right now. Okay. So you think that Trotz and Lambert finally split? I think Lambert, he's been waiting in the wings for a while. I think he probably thought that, Trotz would retire after next season and he would take over in Long Island. Um, and then Trotz is let go. They haven't let go of Lambert yet, but I felt like if Lou was just going to make the switch to him, he would have announced it at the same time today. Um, That's true, yeah. And that hasn't happened. The one name that I talked to you about last offseason that I really like as a sleeper pick for a head coach is Gromborg from uh, Europe. Oh, he's been all over the place, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he, they'd have to bring him over as like an assistant though first, just to try him out on an NHL team. Yeah, so I think he's a good one. Also, another one under the radar is uh, Chris Knobloch, coached the Hartford Wolfpack this year. He has experience with the Flyers. I think for if there's a team like San Jose who lets go of, if they let go of Bugner, I think bringing a developmental coach like Knobloch might be a good fit. But those two names also to keep an eye on. Uh, know who I say ends up in Philly? Your boy who's been in that division a long time, John Tortorella. Th- this team needs a fucking wake-up call, and Torts is that guy. You th- you know what? You think Torts is to the island? No, no, not the island. Philadelphia. I know, but do you think do you think Lou would make a deal with the devil and bring, uh, in, and bring in Tortorella for that two-year run? I mean, you know what? This is the way I see it. Lou just had a guy on his thing that is extremely respected by everyone around him. Yeah. Um, a family-first oriented guy, and that is Barry Trotz through and through. Lou Limarillo had to go through and fire him. So in my mind, I'm thinking maybe... In his older age, you know, Barry, no, 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 Lou, I'm saying Barry, you know, uh, not as harsh on the players, not as keeping people as accountable as he has in the past, maybe lightened up a little bit. And maybe that's what Lou saw. And maybe that's, you know, maybe Torts could be the guy for Lou, just the guy who's going to come in every day and light a fire under someone's ass. Yeah, apparently there are some sources from the team front office today that said the major part of the decision was... Trotz's style 
is hard for a team to play in 82 games a year and a long playoff run for multiple years in a row. Now, we made the change. But, I mean, if that's the case, then I don't think Torts is the guy. Yeah. I think he's looking for a more free-flowing system, and I don't know. See, I I just find it so hard, though, too, because, like, say we say free-flowing system, but we had the Devils accustomed to a certain way of play forever that he was under. And now the other thing is, with all the rules and everything that Lou brings, I, I think it's hard to bring in a player's coach because of all the stuff that you have going on from above you. Yeah. And especially with all the years that Lou has in, I mean, look at the Kyle Dubas, Lou Limerell thing in Toronto. Yeah. Didn't last, didn't last for too long. Like I just see it rubbing into each other the wrong way. Can you imagine Ben, I need to see you in my office. (laughs) Ben, I mean, you have Paul Maurice out there, more of a player's coach, but still has that system. And, but but still has the, and has the snarl too. So maybe Paul Maurice to the Island. I could see that. It's definitely not Elaine Vigneault. No, what's inter- what's interesting too is I don't see AV getting any of these jobs. I just don't yeah. see him lining up to, to any of them. I will say, you know what? I'm going to go. Lou wants to win the cup. Iron Mike Keenan. <laughs> oh, Mike's back. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all you're going to get out of me for it. Post game four loss going down three one in a series. All right. Well, let's uh, touch base after round one. Hopefully, uh, we're on a subway series. Yeah. Amtrak series. The, the Amtrak. Yeah. The the upper northeast corridor. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll try to make some fun fun in the sun. If the Rangers, if Patrick Nemeth starts in game five, I'm going to throw myself off a rooftop. Oh boy. All right, <laughs> there's some big buildings in New York. Hopefully, you pick. Hopefully, you pick a small one in Queens. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, looking forward to your game five tomorrow night, though, uh, just to see if you guys can carry that momentum. I mean, if worse comes to worse, maybe we'll just root for Minnesota. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you as always. Uh, we will catch you guys at the end of round one with. Uh, an evaluation of round one and round two matchups and predictions. So we will catch you guys then. Bye bye. Be baby, 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 baby. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Niggas in my faction don't like asking questions, strictly gun testing, coke measuring. Getting pleasure in the Benzito, hitting fannies, spending chips at Manny's. Hope you creeps got receipts. My peeps get dirty like cleats. Run up in your crib, wrap you in your polo sheets. Six up in your wig, peace. Nigga deceased. Why? May you rest in peace with my sicker more style. More sicker than yours. Four four and fifty-four drawers. As my pilot, stares my lair. Yes, my dear, shit's official. Only the feds I fear. Here's a tissue. Stop your blood clot crying. The kids, the dog, everybody dying. No lying. So don't you get suspicious. I'm big, dangerous. You're just a little vicious. As I leave my competition, respirator style. Climb the ladder to success, escalator style. Hold y'all, breath, I told y'all. Death controls y'all. Big, don't fold y'all.
uh, I spit phrases that'll thrill you. You're nobody till somebody kills you. 